Megan Hall had a health scare on the pickleball court a few months ago, but now she's on the road to recovery. She talks about how her health is now influencing her pickleball game, plus the differences in preparation and strategy when playing doubles versus singles. So let's get to the intro to hear more from Megan. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Megan Hall. Welcome, Megan. Hello, Lynn. How are you? I'm doing great. Hope you are too. I am. I am. It's a little it's a little rainy here in South Florida today. So it's a rare rain, but summer is coming. So we need more of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it's cloudy here and we need more sunshine here, clearly. <laughs> we'll trade. Right. Anyways, I do like to normally start the podcast with somebody's origin story. You know, tell me a little bit about how you uh, got started in pickleball and, and maybe how long ago. So I started playing pickleball for fun, probably about two years ago. I was a director of tennis at a country club in Boca Raton and just had a a baby who was about a year and a half old and went through some medical issues that didn't really allow me to play tennis the way that I wanted to. And so someone introduced to me pickleball and I started playing. It was easy to play. People were very friendly and open. I felt like it was a sport that I could be good at. And the the weight of the paddle just was a little bit easier on my wrists, which is why I couldn't play tennis. So that's really how I how I found it, basically due to injury and and then fell in love with it. I actually took a trip to Margate City, New Jersey, and they have a big pickleball community up there. And that's really where I fell in love. I went up there with my family and spent, I was only supposed to spend one week there, but I ended up spending two weeks there basically because I wanted to play more pickleball. I would do morning sessions and then I would go back in the afternoon for more. So, so that's really where I fell in love with it. But I started playing about two years ago here in Parkland, Florida. So. Right. And your experience there in New Jersey, spending an extra week just so you could play pickleball. That is a good reason to spend an extra week somewhere, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, luckily I was able to. Looking back, I don't remember how I swung that with work, but somehow I was able to and 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 stayed stayed for the pickleball. And that's really where my my pickleball addiction began. Now I know from talking with Scott Golden, who I had on the podcast a few weeks ago, that you know, you were or, or are, I'm not quite sure how to phrase that at this point, just you know, really an upcoming pro and you know, had already been making some some pretty good progress in the sport. Can you talk about that and, you know, some of that history and maybe where you are now? Sure. So I I played my first couple of tournaments probably about a year and a half ago. I would say I played two or three tournaments maximum and then COVID hit. But in my first, in my second tournament, I played with Scott. We just got hooked up. He had asked me, I was on the players needing partners list and I happened to get him as a partner. And then he's so gung-ho about pickleball that I, I, I was just at the beginning of loving it. So I just kind of hopped on his bandwagon and and started playing more and 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 yeah and I think we were being successful in the 50 range 
So I, I wanted to try and see if I could play pro and what that would be like, what the, what that level would be like. And even if I got killed, what work I would have to do to get to that level and and compete at that level. So I started to play a couple of singles tournaments and I also started training with him more drilling, drilling cross court dinks and, and third shots and taking it a little bit more seriously and started playing pro tournaments. And in the beginning, it's a little rough because you don't know what to expect. And there's a little bit of fear involved because you, you want to do the best you can, but, but yeah, over the course of time, I felt like I continued to play pro tournaments and, and the more I played, I felt like the better I got. I, I did, I, I had had some successful wins in, in singles and in doubles, which I'm proud of. I think I beat, I won the bronze medal in Hilton head at the APP for singles, the women's pro division. So I was very happy about that and, and looking forward to doing more of that. And the doubles, the same thing. I mean, I've played Michelle Esquivel, The Waters, so many, Catherine Parento, Kelly Smith, Irina Tereschenko, I've played many times as well as singles. I've played Simonian singles. You know, I've played the gamut of the best of the best. I don't have, I have, I have a few notable wins, but I, I was still on my way there when I kind of had this medical issue happen to me. And I'm just working my way back now and finding where, where I can go with it in my in my, where, where on the pro tour I can continue to go. I'm not sure with my new, my medical condition now where that will take me. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. And that's, I know you went through a, a pretty tough time because I think you had your medical issue right after I, I talked to, talked to Scott. I mean, how, how are you feeling now? So I'm, I feel great. I feel really good right now. I went through a very difficult time you know, where I, I basically, for lack of better words, I basically died on the pickleball court while I was playing pickleball. My heart stopped several times and they luckily brought me back. And I had, I've spent the next week in the hospital and had a defibrillator slash pacemaker put in and, and has, I've just been recovering from that. I just was able to get back on the pickleball court about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. So that's been a great thing. And I've really been enjoying my time back on the court, but with being so inactive for about a month, over a month, I'm definitely needing to get my breath back and, and get back into shape. Cause I, I'm just I feel like as, as slow as a snail on the court. It's it's tough, but I I know I'll get there. I'll get my myself back. Well, I'm so glad that you're back, both enjoying pickleball and enjoying life again. Yes, yes, it's it's been a real blessing. I'm I'm very very blessed. So now, one of the things that you mentioned too was that you know a lot of people, I think you know, especially amateurs like me you know, you, you almost think of anybody who has at playing pickleball at, at like a five O level is basically like a, a pro, but I've never really had anybody. I think I've never asked them a question, I guess, of what is the difference? Because it sounded like there was a, a pretty good transition, but what is the difference between a five O player and a professional player? I think there are several things. I would say number one that comes to mind is consistency. You you just have to get that many balls back in play. There's, I feel like there's more room for error at five Oh, where 
you know, you might get lucky. Someone hits in the net, someone hits it out. But at the pro level, you just, it's somehow, some way, all the top players end up get hitting, hitting those lines and, and getting that ball back or, or making that perfect reset. And you're just like, well, dang, won't they just go away? And, and at 5-0, you get away with more stuff like that. There's more errors at 5-0. I also think that the there's a difference in the mental game where there's just more of a confidence played at the pro level. Now, obviously, there are many 5-0s that also play in the pro level. So you'll see the gamut in 5-0s where there are maybe four fives bumping themselves up to 5-0 because they want a better look at competition. And then other in other cases, you'll see more of the season 5-0s that often play pro level tournaments, but you know, maybe there's prize money or maybe they just want some practice or they just want to get on a medal stand for a little, a little confidence boost playing these 5-0 tournaments. So, I mean, it kind of can run the gamut, but I would say consistency, shot selection, and just a difference in the mental game would be where I think the biggest differences are. Now, since you mentioned the mental game, you, you definitely mentioned confidence as being a, a factor. Anything else that you can think of in the mental game that you really believe is important to be a top-level professional? Yes, I think for me, and this might not be uh, where other people might disagree with me, but I think if in particular doubles, I think that you need to be supportive. I think you need to be, when you are when you understand that your partner can also mess up and, and that it's okay, and that you can also mess up and it's okay. You just have to move on to the next point. I think that's a, that's a huge thing because if you're, you know, if you've missed a shot and you're still thinking about it five points later, it's not going to help you, you know, get back on track and pickleball is a very quick game. It's not, it's not drawn out. You don't have a lot of time. It's quick points. And so if you are, if you are, aren't thinking positively, if you aren't moving on, from a missed point or maybe a bad line call or, you know, a missed serve return or something like that, you're toast, you're toast. So I think, yes, it's confidence. I think positivity is a huge, huge thing moving on. I think this goes along with confidence, but believing that you can, that you can hang out there. I think sometimes when you go out there and you're playing, you know, quote, the best in the world, it's intimidating. But I think that it's important to to look at that person with respect, but know if if they can do it, you can do it. And it just takes work. So yeah, I think I, I think p- positivity, confidence plays a huge role in in being mentally prepared for the highest of levels. Right. And that makes a lot of sense. And one of the things that you just brought up too, I wanted to, you know, ask you a little further about is you had mentioned you had just gotten back in the court after a couple weeks and you you feel a little slower than normal. Are you mostly at this point just kind of focusing on, on doubles and do you really think that's kind of be your focus going forward or any thoughts still about singles? Oh, I have many thoughts about singles. <laughs> I, I am sticking to doubles right now until I get a better picture of what my medical situation will be. I'm trying to be cautious and smart about that. So doubles will be just fine, but I would love to get back to singles as long as uh, it's smart and makes sense for me medically and health wise. It, 
it pains me to say that because I just love, I've always loved singles so much. And I know that's different across the board with a lot of other pros. Some love singles, some don't want it at all. They say it's too much work, but I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's you and yourself out there and you've got to come up with the goods. And sometimes you don't, and sometimes you do, but when you do, it's, it's so sweet. So I would love to get back to singles, but I think I have to take it easy and just work my way in through doubles right now. And we'll see a few months down the road if I'm able to, to compete in singles again. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Now I can hear the love in your voice in regards to playing singles. And, and honestly, I haven't talked to a lot of people on the podcast who are really, you know, really f- focused in singles. So tell me a little bit about you know, the, the training involved and, you know, obviously a lot of people, like you said, don't like to play singles because it's such hard work. I mean, what do you, what do you have to do to get physically ready to play singles? Well, I think that you need to be fit because again, when you're playing the pro levels, you know, all of these players are getting that one more ball back, one more ball back. So I could even do a better job of being fitter. That would, I think, take my game to even the next level. And then the more fit you are, the more, the more balls you do get back. But I think when I train for singles, it's similar to doubles, similar where, you know, you're wanting to hit hundreds of cross court balls, hundreds of cross court backhands, cross court forehands. You're wanting to work on the, those short angles to pull people off the court. You're wanting to work on volleys and you're doing that in large amounts, a uh, hundred, you got to make a hundred cross court balls. You want to make a hundred cross court backhand volleys put away or a hundred down the line backhand volleys and vice versa. So it's similar to, to training for doubles. You still need all of those same shots and doubles. But I think at the end of that, at the end of that training, instead of playing, playing doubles, you're playing singles, which is a, a lot more work. So I actually think that maybe more people should play singles and maybe they do in, in, in their training because it actually gets you fitter for doubles. So so we'll see. I, I look forward to see where the sport goes because I come from tennis and in tennis, obviously the draw is singles. People aren't as interested in doubles in tennis and it's the opposite in pickleball. So I am always thinking about and always curious if that's going to change five, 10, 15 years down the road for this sport. That's a that's a, actually a great question. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, they enjoy the doubles because that's what they play, but there's also a significant amount of strategy, perhaps even more than in singles. And I might be wrong about that because you're the singles player. So you tell me. Yes, there is a lot of strategy in singles and, and, you know, it's, it's so different than doubles. I, I would say it's more like tennis. You play it more like tennis, but, you know, depending on the shot, you know, do it's, it's always, do I come in on that shot? Do I stay back? And I think that, I think that we haven't seen what people are capable of yet. I think, you know, I've played Leia Jansen quite a few times and I think she's just starting to touch the surface of where she will go in her singles career. But I think, you know, generally in this sport, it's, you know, come to the net and you win the points at the net. And we've got some great volleyers in the game, but I think, I think as the sport progresses, I think we'll see more and more aggressors from the baseline. I'm not sure if we've hit the, the high end of that, that aggressiveness from the baseline, but really creating those angles. And of course it's a small court. 
but I think there's still some room for improvement in that area. And, and yeah, so uh, there's lots of strategies for singles, just totally different than in doubles, totally different, totally different. Well, interesting. So at, at this point, I believe you were doing a fair amount of teaching of pickleball. Are you doing that? I know you've got kind of a, a new gig going on. Yes. So, so I'm continuing to teach. I do a lot of teaching with Scott Golden here in South Florida and we do clinics around the country really, but I just started working with a new company, a new to pickleball company. They are a a tennis company. Their name is Diadem Sports and they are just opening up. They just launched their pickleball paddles and bags and balls and are really diving headfirst into, into pickleball. They've done a great job with their tennis. They have rackets and strings, balls, everything. And so they're actually also into padel and platform tennis as well. And they're just getting into pickleball. They're local to South Florida. They're in Pompano Beach. So it's somewhere very close to me. I go to their headquarters and I get custom rackets and they they really do a very good job. And if you haven't tried the paddle, which Lynn, I'm going to have to get you one. It's, it's a really nice paddle. Uh, actually, Lynn, what do you play with? I actually play with the Engage Encore Pro. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm actually, I've seen that a lot of people use that paddle. I'm not as familiar with some of the Engage paddles, but this, this paddle is shaped more like a, a gearbox. It's very thin and although it plays, it's got a lot of pop and a lot of power. It has quite a bit of touch as well, which with some of the other thinner paddles, uh, you lose some of that touch. So, and I think it's very important in pickleball that you have that touch because that's really where the intricacies of the game uh, are played. So anyway, the paddle has both power and touch, and I've just really been enjoying it. And I'm going to be, I've, I've already started do, putting on some some diadem demo days where a bunch of people kind of come out, test the paddles out. We've gotten great reviews so far. So I'm really excited for the company and to be working with them and to continue to teach around the country, just promoting the sport of pickleball because I've just really fallen in love with it and happy to do that for the sport as well as with diadem. So yeah, there's there's good things going on. It sounds like it. And when talking about diadem, it sounds like they've got a variety of paddles, but which one did you say you play with? So the, their intermediate to advanced paddles, it's a pro paddle. It's called the icon and that's their first paddle. We are coming out with beginner paddles that will be out over the summer. And we're working on our second generation of paddles as we speak. So that the the newer paddle will probably have even a little bit more touch, but I, I'm I'm so excited for what they're going to do in the future for this first paddle. I feel like to come out into the market with this first paddle being as strong as it is, a, a quality, the quality paddle that it is, I know that they're going to make their mark in the sport. And they've already, they've already caught some, some really nice feedbacks from some uh, very influential people in the sport. So I'm just really excited for everyone to give it a try and, and for Diadem to be uh, a known, a known company within the sport of pickleball very soon. Well, great. This is actually the first time I 
heard of Diadem, you know, within Pickleball. So I'm really glad that you're, you're bringing that to the forefront of the conversation. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I know the owners, they're, they're great people and they, they actually, one of them played in his first pickleball tournament, the Delray open, and he won the four or five singles. He comes from a professional tennis background. So, you know, they, they're racket sports people. And I think he's caught the bug. In fact, at their headquarters, they have a court built in the back. And so on uh, once a week, or even a few times a week, we've been getting some of the the guys in the office to go out and play. And actually the, there are several offices in that area and some of the other offices kind of come back and play on the court as well. And you should see everyone getting into it. It's, it's really, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. So it, it sounds like it, it probably there's lot, lots of the people in the office are probably tennis people. So it's interesting to see them try, try something different, right? Yes. Yes. One, one of my friends, he's become, he's become a good friend. His name is MJ and he is tennis through and through. And he, he still plays like that on the pickleball court. But I feel like soon when you start to play the better players, you soon realize you cannot play tennis in doubles uh, in pickleball. It just doesn't work. So now that he's been playing more, we, we played Saturday and Sunday and against some, some better players. And he's seeing that, smacking the ball is not all all you need or all you can do on a pickleball court it's much more uh in depth than that so it's been a lot of fun watching yeah well all right i will just finish up today by asking if somebody wants to get a hold of you where should they contact you sure they can anyone can always contact me on facebook and my name is megan hall you can contact me um, by email as well which is megan.hall at diademsports.com. And yeah, for any questions about diadem or even about anything about pickleball, I'm an open book and would love to talk. So. All right. Well, it's great to have you on the podcast today. I'm glad you're uh, feeling better after your health scare. So thanks again for being on. Thank you, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.